Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to, uh, sex and other human activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and, um, I wrote in and, uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then, um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could, uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, yeah I lost my family, I lost my house. And, um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from the last podcast on the list, because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. All right. Well, are you are you ready to go? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm uh, Jackie Zabrowski. Today today we got zinc powdered Jackie Zabrowski. Well, that's what happens when you keep a loose tissue in your purse. As I can open up my purse, got this zinc all over my tissue, and I fucking snorted it, man. What? I didn't mean to, and now my mouth is dry. And thank God I have this whiskey coke next to me mm-hmm. that can make my mouth wet again. Wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of people who pronounce things like hua, I went and saw Django last night. Man, so good. Oh, so good. And it was it was funny because there's when he I love when he says, "Well, uh, do you still want to join us for some?" Hot cake. So good. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. And also, what I love about that movie is that I feel like Samuel L. Jackson is not going to get any recognition for that movie, but he was so good. He was fantastic in that. So good. I don't know why he's not getting any recognition, because he was fucking great. I, I mean, there's it. just so many other people. You yeah. know, it's like even Leonardo DiCaprio is not getting any recognition for that movie. It was one of the best movies I've seen him in forever. He's so good in it. <sighs> but man, Christoph Waltz. Oh. I want to kiss him. <laughs> I don't care how old he is. I saw him the Golden Globes, his head was all shaved. Oh, he's got the cutest little face. He really does. And it's so weird, like, watching a movie when someone was so good in it. Like, I saw, um, what was the movie when he played the Nazi? The last one. Uh, Glorious Bastards. Glorious Bastards. And he was so, he was the bad guy in it, and he was a Nazi. Mm. And then watching this movie where he's supposed to be a good guy, but he's still kind of a bad guy. But in my head, I just kept thinking, he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. <laughs> but it's like, no, he's just that good of an actor yeah. that it just permeates the other roles. And he's just, man, where has he been where did he come from he was an actor in like Belgium or something like that for forever Fuck. just doing like little things here and there and then Tarantino just saw him like hey because he, uh, he when he wrote in Glorious Bastards like when he wrote that part uh, he said this part is impossible nobody can play this part and then he found him Fuck, he was like, so good in both yeah. of the movies. Both Unbelievable. Of them. And I thought it was so hilarious because we went and saw it uh, in a, at BAM, uh, which is in – it's in Brooklyn. It's in a ritzy part of Brooklyn. Yeah. It's what Nikita called – my girlfriend calls the White People Theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause BAM is the whitest place on earth. <laughs> Because also that's where all the dance, they have also, like, it's a big oh, dance yeah. company. Yeah, BAM stands there. for Brooklyn Art Museum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, because I had had people uh, tell me when they'd gone to see the, the movie about, like, how uncomfortable white people are seeing that movie. Oh, my God. I could not believe how uncomfortable people were. That's Because, so, you know, as listeners know my girlfriend is black, and we're watching it, and she got the looks from white people. Are you kidding me? Like, looking at her like, is this okay? To, is this uh, okay? Is this, o- is this okay to, to laugh at? 
and me and her were having a great time laughing our asses off because it's a fun movie. It's a funny movie. Like, what pissed me off so much is that the KKK scene, when uh, the baghead scene. I just when hate the, Jonah Hill so much. Oh, yeah. I know, I hate him, too. But that scene's fucking hilarious. It's great. And they're like, we can't see out of the eye hole. <laughs> well, she, my wife, she spent all night making 30 bags. <laughs> and My eye hole's too small. <laughs> oh, I made it worse. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And nobody in the theater was laughing except for us and the other black people. Man, and everybody was just so terrible. They're like, we're not going to laugh at these racists. And, oh. and, <laughs> <laughs> and so people in the theater were like, uh, like kind of starting to like notice us because we were the only people laughing. Uh, and uh, there's that there's that scene where Christoph Waltz is talking about buying the, the slave, buying Django's wife. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio goes like, oh, I see what's happening here. You got a bit of that nigga love in you. <laughs> and then me and her just like look at each other and like laugh our asses off <laughs> and like kiss. And everyone around us is so uncomfortable. That's great. They're just like, what can we, are we supposed to, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> My white liberal brain won't let me. <laughs> well, that was what was great. Is I saw that movie in Palm Harbor, Florida, in the middle of the day, the day after Christmas, mm. with Henry and some of my friends and one of my friend's dad. And slowly the entire, it's, Palm Harbor is filled with old white conservatives mm. so slowly they all trickled out of the theater and every time they left we would clap because <laughs> they couldn't fucking handle the shit and finally at the end of the movie my friend's dad was like i'm so glad i was sitting with y'all because this movie was hilarious and y'all were laughing and i was laughing <laughs> and it's like you needed us to be here so you didn't have to leave yeah and eventually because they only had it in one theater they didn't show it a lot mm. and i think it's because in that place it's just the people wouldn't see it because it's too racist yeah. quote unquote it's it's super it's fucking not, ridiculous it's I, not racist it it's not. in the south during slavery that's how they were referred to i d- i didn't get uh, i i was baffled because i was expecting so much maybe it's because it's been out for about a month now and i've heard so much about it i was expecting it to be so much worse than it was like, I was like, no, this is exactly what it's supposed to be. This is it. Like, this is. It was a period piece. Like, yeah. even you can even get away with that where it's just like, just like, you know, a movie in the 50s where they call a slave a Negro. Yeah. They had slaves and they called them Negroes. <laughs> that was what happened. And yeah. they said nigger all the fucking time. It was constant. That's just what they said. Yeah, exactly. And man, did you see the uh, the fucking, there was this great clip of an interview this uh, dude was doing with Samuel L. Jackson. And the guy was like, well, I want to ask you a question now uh, about the N-word. And uh, Jackson goes, what N-word? Nobody? Nothing? Never? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know what I mean. He's like, no, I don't know what you mean. Say it. That's great. (laughs) Because it's a word. He goes like, no, I don't. uh, You know, he's like, no, I don't want to. He's like, say it. Why not? He's like, you know, if I say it, they're just going to bleep it out. He's like, well, if they're going to bleep it out, what does it matter? Say it. He's like, well, they're just going to cut the question. He's like, you're cutting the question right now. You don't know if they're going to cut it or not. All you have to do is say the word. That's amazing. And the, guy's, and the guy just goes, I think I'm just going to move on. That's and he just moves right on. Giving the word power yeah. is what makes it a bad word. And I'm not saying that you can use it willy-nilly. I'm not saying go out on the streets and fucking say it. No. But being terrified of a word 
is it just creates fear. It's like it's saying that like black people are so different than white people. <laughs> oh my god, they have a word that we can't even call them. This is like give me a fucking break. It's just a fucking word. And yeah. in the time period, that is what they said. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're of a, a younger generation or something, and it's not. It's got to be that. It's not as you know. But you know, I did grow up with it being very like a very much like a fucking serious word of course in well, texas in the South, yeah, yeah in texas yeah yeah very serious hate-filled mean word you know and i used and to any like, word and can a, be said in a hate hateful way you yeah. know like that's it that's just being mean yeah fucking porcupine yeah <laughs> like, don't you come you porcupine <laughs> just like i said the word cunt in front of my mother and mm. she looked like I fucking slapped her in the face. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about my mother. I was talking about somebody else. And yeah. she's like, I can't believe you said that word. I'm like, cunt is fine. Yeah. I will say cunt all the fucking time. Cunt, cunt. But you say, if you say it in a mean word, like just like anyone's like, hey, you silly fuck. Yeah. Or you fuck. <laughs> it's just, it's just a fucking word. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't get it either, man. Makes but me mad. It makes me mad as well. And uh, it, but it was it was fun. Like it was such a fucking <laughs> great movie. We had such an I'm awesome time. And it kind of made it a little bit better that all of the white people around us were so uncomfortable. That's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> especially oh man, at Bam, where everyone's so liberal. Oh man, it's just so funny how white liberals get so much more upset than everyone else do does. And I'm saying this as I'm fairly liberal, obviously, yeah. in the way that we talk and the me things too. that we do. However, I just think that creating fear, just like watching the goddamn news. It's like when you watch the news, it's just like, oh, God, I can't go outside. The flu is going to get me. You know, it's it's just like like it's media creates fear and they want you to be so scared of saying things and doing things and keep you in a fucking box. And that's why we're here. Yeah, because we can fucking say whatever we want to say. You can say anything. Freedom of speech. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> things well, that I don't like to hear, though, are things like when my brother called me a bitch last week, and there's something about a brother calling you a bitch that makes me want to fucking slap him in the face. Well, yeah, that's kind of the worst. Yeah, you can call me a bitch all you want. So he called you a bitch? Yeah, he called me a fucking bitch while I was at work. Ugh. Made me mad. Why? Came into my work. He was just demanding something from me, and I was at work, and I was working really hard, and he wanted it right then, right now. And I looked at him, I was like, you need to fucking wait a second. And then my boss came over, and he was like, do you need to go talk to him? Because he called me a bitch really loud in front of a bunch of customers. Ugh. And I was so upset, and then I started to cry. And I was like, I'm at, I'm, it's like fucking 11 o'clock in the morning. Can you just <laughs> leave? Don't make me cry at work. <laughs> That's awful. No, the sibling fights are the fucking worst. Yeah, the they really absolute fucking worst. are. There's something about like fighting. Like I, Henry and I don't fight very often, mm. but when we do, it is so over dramatic. We're well, both very dramatic people. Oh my god, ridiculously yeah. so. And so, anytime we actually do get into a fight, we're both crying and you know we're yelling and saying these things, and it always ends up in hugs and like <laughs> I love you, I'm so sorry. And then after he left, I checked my mess my phone like an hour later and I had 36 missed text messages from him. Aww. Starting off with like, you didn't have to treat me like that, da 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 like all the way to, I'm sorry, text me back, please text me back. I have unlimited <laughs> texting, I can text you for hours. 
<laughs> and I was like, you need, you are insane. You're a fucking psychopath. But anytime I fight with him, I swear to God, I, there's some, like, it's not just like fighting with a boyfriend where that is upsetting. It gets you upset all fucking day. If you really love a person, I feel like when you get into a fight with them, you are upset until you figure it out. Oh, God, yes. You know, especially yeah. like at the beginning of a day and then you're like upset for the rest of the day and it just, it ruins your day in I feel like I've been in relationships before when you get into a fight with somebody, it's like they don't care that you're upset. Mm -hmm. That's how you know that someone isn't actually in love with you. Yeah. If they're not upset that you're upset, then I get upset. There's, then there's upset, a problem. I get there. upset. Exactly. It, that's just what happens. Yeah. I think that's how, you know, most people, if you're in a, a good, loving relationship, and that's the hardest thing. I think that's a very hard thing to do is uh, to how to go through your day and how to, uh, I guess, just keep living. Uh, yeah. And get shit done while, you know, your loved one is upset either with you or just at life in general. Right. Just upset at, at whatever is bothering them because I'm a very sensitive person, you know. It's right. like sensitive in the way that I, uh, I guess, empathetic would be a b better exactly, word for yeah. it. You know, very empathetic. Like I feel what other people are feeling very strongly. And with your friends as well. So especially with someone you love, it's like that much more intense. Oh, God. It's so fucking intense. Uh, so I mean that's that's the hardest thing to do when uh, someone's you know when someone in a relationship is is mad or just uh, not even mad just upset then it's it's hard to make the day fucking just go by exactly you know? and we were just talking about this before that like, I find myself like when I get into fights it's different it's like it's so funny the different relationships you have like a sibling relationship I can scream at Henry I can tell him exactly what I'm feeling and then he can bug me bug me bug me bug me until I'm like okay fine like mm -hmm. even when we were kids he would just try and like joke 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 until I actually laughed yeah. I would go through all the stages of anger while he's joking at me until I laugh but that's not how relationships work where it's no. like unfortunately I find myself when I get into fights is I shut him off yeah. I just completely shut it all off which I was just saying to you it's like that's what my mother used to do to us when we were kids like we didn't come from a yelling household we came from a kind of household that if our mom was mad she just pretended like we didn't exist yeah and i find myself doing that in my relationship as well because it's the ultimate way to hurt someone yeah you know yelling doesn't hurt someone yelling is actually weirdly therapeutic as long as you're yelling about what you're feeling mm -hmm. and when you just shut someone off like that it's like there's no communication and nothing works out and now i feel like in loving like in like boyfriend girlfriend relationships it's like you give them space you give them time, and then you work it out. But I want to fix it. Can't fix it. Can't <laughs> fix it right away. That's not how it works. You're not her brother. <laughs> Brothers can be like, love me, love me, love me, love me, love me, love me. I'm like, I'm fine. I love you. I'm sorry. But you called me a bitch, and don't you fucking think I'm going to forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> Call me a bitch in front of the customers. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> so mad. Oh, I can see that. But I can't give him the silent treatment because then he's like, oh, you're just being like mom. You're being mom right now. Uh. It's like, oh, my God, I hate that. <laughs> you're right. I'm being like mom right now. And I need to fucking cut it out. But like, so what's the opposite then? So you get into a fight and you yell about it. I guess like supposedly you're supposed to sit down and calmly talk about what yeah. you're upset about. But that's not how fucking anything works. If you're upset about something, unless you give them time, you can't just like outright sit down and calmly talk something out. At least I can't. Yeah. But I'm insane. So there's also <laughs> that. And so then I find myself like screaming things at him 
But what I love is I think that's a whole thing like opposites attract too, that he just sits and listens and tells me why I'm being insane. (laughs) But he says it like that and then I listen to it as opposed to like I've just seen like my sister – in her first marriage, she's insane, and her first husband had crazy anger issues. So they would fight all the time, and they would just scream at each See, other. See, I'm not a screamer at all. Yeah. And I've never been with one. And uh, don't think that I could be with one. They're hard to deal with. Yeah. As some, I scream every once in a while. Yeah, because when I was a kid, that's how my uh, like dad dealt with us. Is that, well, in addition to the corporal punishment, it was also <laughs> just like screaming, yelling. All the time. That's really? what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was how he uh, dealt. Well, at least definitely dealt with me. Uh, it's just like just. I mean, in it for years, it got to be like I couldn't stand for anyone to like yell at yell me. At you. I can not handle it now. Like as I've as I've gotten older, uh, but you know when I was young, I mean, hell, it got to be like if someone would yell at me or scream at me, I'd like almost cry because I'd turn into a child again. Right. I turned into a fucking like ten year old kid uh, that didn't know how to fix a lawnmower properly (laughs) i don't know how to do it i'm sorry (laughs) i don't even know where to start then how did your was did your mom deal with punishment at all she would she definitely would too i mean they they both did it uh but she wasn't as yelly about it mostly it was dad yeah honestly yeah did he treat all three of the siblings differently oh i got it they got it worse than i did really yeah because they're the older ones yeah 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 they got it much worse than i did they got more of the physical punishment like like, uh with the spankings with the belt and all that i got it quite often but they got it like all the time fucking constantly that's so scary i i mean i come i we were never hit yeah and also like i said we never screamed at either it was just that deafening silence that really got us to always listen but i just can't imagine how that would feel watching a belt come out it is so terrifying i would not because we would be around the dinner table sometimes and the three of us would just be acting up like act like doing whatever uh and the our dining room is right next to my parents bedroom and he would just walk into his room were like just would stand up, walk into his room without a word, grab his belt, which was a black leather belt with metal, like silver metal studs. Oh my god! That was his belt, and would just slam it down on the fucking table, and then just go right back to eating, and like just fucking eyeballing us, like, and we would know it's like, all right, if we don't stop, then, uh, well, and then that's when someone would say one last smart ass thing, of and, course, because you're three boys, too. yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of us would say one more smart ass thing, and then that's when uh, the end game began. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> the end game. Yeah, that's that's when things would get uh, fucking really intense. Do you think that you would hit your kids in the future? I would. Yeah. I mean, it kept you guys in line. Yeah, like I wouldn't like hit them, hit them. No, no, I no. would never hit them in the face, but like right. spank. But I mean, like yeah, like corporal punishment, like, you know, yeah. that that kind of thing of like keeping them in line. Absolutely. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, because it was, I mean, hell, it works. Sometimes kidneys to get the, kidneys get hit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean. Like, that's, I mean, really, every once in a while, like, certain, certain kinds of kids, uh, like, I don't know, you and Henry, probably not, uh, because y'all seem like pretty, you know, like, just sort of, like, goofy kids. Well, that's But, like, little shits. Right. Like, the kind of kid that I was and my brothers were, uh, little shits need to get 
fucking you get, hit. You get a spank every once in a while. I guess that's what kind of weirds me out. No, I don't think that. I don't yeah. think there is either, especially if it's something like making them a better human being, because all three yeah. of you guys are good people, and I know uh, most of my friends were hit growing up. Not you know like in abusive families but yeah. that kind of thing and and Doug was as well when he was raised and we've had that conversation actually just about a week ago when I said that I don't know if I could ever I, I was never hit so mm. I don't think I could ever hit my kids but it really depends on the kid yeah and when that like I think that's what's so terrifying is that you don't know what kind of kid you're gonna have and like in our family growing up, like I said, my dad was an alcoholic. So anytime he was home, because he's also a workaholic, mm-hmm. anytime he was home, he was sleeping. So we always had to be silent. Or, you know, we'd have to be quiet and we'd cool. try to keep each other entertained. And we, we couldn't go outside because we were in a bad neighborhood. So Henry and I just, we played games together. We would just mm. create games. We would read a lot. And we would have fun things to do that weren't too loud yeah. and we always kept each other entertained and I, th- I guess that's why it's like the one thing to do was never wake my father up it's hilarious that the two of you were like two of the loudest people I know I know well that's why <laughs> that's why it's so weird is like as kids we were very quiet I mean Henry was a cut up at school because yeah. that's how he would get out of it but I was always ridiculously quiet and so I think that's like the silent treatment was enough from our mother that like she was our really only parent growing up. Yeah. And that she, I don't, but that's what scares me is that how did she do it? How, how did we stay in line? Because most kids wouldn't be quiet all day. Most no. kids wouldn't, be, you know, it's like that's not They're what just they good do. Kids. And I guess that's what it is, but that's Some what kids scares are actually me just so much. Good kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. It's definitely a crapshoot. I'm shoot. so scared of what God knows what's going to come out of me. Duh. For Christ's sake, I could have some kind of demon, you know? (laughs) And then I'm going to have to hit him. Yeah. Especially especially like being a nanny for so many years. There were definitely times when I'm like, man, if you were my kid, Mm -hmm. thwack. Just like slap on the butt. Yeah. And also Doug, like I said, comes from a family that he was hit as well when he was being bad because it's two brothers. I think it has something to do with you got, you know, other boys around. No, and you know his little brother got hit a lot. A lot. Well, (laughs) not really. That's the whole thing is that, like, their dynamic, which I think is so interesting, is that Doug is so different from his younger brother that they're both in the band, Mm -hmm. Calman, with Marcus. Mm -hmm. And Doug would always shield him like ah. he was always the one who like justin didn't do it i did it ah. and it's like that's that older brother thing while you were saying that like thomas and charlie got hit more than you did mm-hmm. because they didn't want to watch you get hit no and they that's knew not you it could... at all <laughs> <laughs> well maybe doug's just an upstanding gentleman <laughs> i just was i just wasn't as bad as they were oh okay yeah good boy Uh, marcus no i was also too much of a pussy i was terrified i was just absolutely terrified of my father until i was probably uh, i don't know 15 16 he was until then he was the scariest person in the world to me oh my god uh because he's huge yeah. He's like, first of all, he's a gigantic. I've seen pictures of your dad. Yeah. He looks strong. He's I want him to like lift me up over his head <laughs> and like put me on a horse. And he can. He's I almost he 60 could. and he could. <laughs> yeah. He's like 6'3". Uh, at certain times, uh, I think there was one point when I was growing up when he was almost 300. Damn. I think. But not like fat, just like strong. Just fucking big. Crazy. Just, oh God, that on your butt hitting you with a oh my God, that must hurt so bad. And he's just such a like an intimidating presence as well, an extremely intimidating person. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, Thomas and Charlie, they were just like fucking, they were just always fucking up. And they were also a year apart. So they would get into a lot of trouble together. Right. So that's that's what got them at. Uh, that's what got them ass weapons <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Me, it was just talking back and shit. Yeah. And uh, just not wanting to do. Being lazy, mostly. Yeah. Just being a lazy little fuck. That's what got me into trouble. That's what got me into trouble most of the time. It's like, nah, I just want to read a book. I don't want to go outside. Yeah. Just let me read comics. <laughs> I want to read Swamp Thing. Let me just read. I just want to read. <laughs> I just want to read my comics. I want to play Mega Man. <laughs> I think that's why we, it's like, in the opposite way, why Henry and I were so terrified of her father was that we never saw him. Mm-hmm. And so whenever, because like my mom kept us, we never knew he was an alcoholic. We never knew all that stuff. We just thought he was always at work, yeah. which for the most part he was, but he was, you know, NYPD. So they immediately go out after shifts and stuff like that. But I think that's what, there's something so terrifying about this presence in your house that I don't even think I honestly knew exactly what my dad looked like. Really? Until I was like eight or nine wow yeah he was just never ever there or if he was he was asleep Mm -hmm. and if he came home drunk my i guess he would just we never saw him i've never seen him drunk i don't know how my mom did it i don't know how she shielded us from that that's crazy our entire childhood but like that's so much on her that she kept all of that from us all we knew was that we had to be quiet and play like fun game like we had like a television show mm-hmm. you know we just were Aww. given all the things you know they gave us everything we wanted and they're just like, just be quiet <laughs> but that like weird presence upstairs that you just knew if you went upstairs you had to be quiet like silent it's weird like a weird monster up there Did yeah you ever wake him up no <laughs> wow no we've never we never woke him up and it, and if we did, I, I guess my mom just never told us because I bet like my sister, who's older than I am, mm-hmm. she's 13 years older than I was. So she had the brunt of it. She was the one that like she was a bad teenager. She had to deal with that shit all the time. And she saw it all the time. Yeah. And she was always the one that was just like, if you fucking wake him up, I'll fucking kill you. Like that kind of stuff. She Ugh. would tell us that stuff. So we're like. We'll be quiet. We'll be we'll be quiet. <laughs> well, speaking of which, you just talked to your sister on the phone today. Yeah, I did. I talked to her for like three hours on the phone today. Weird. Man, and it's kind of weird. My sister and I don't get along very often. She sent me a text the other day. It says, Bella misses you, Aww. which is her daughter, which is her way of saying, I miss you. Call me. Mm-hmm. So I called her today. And man, she's doing some weird trashy shit. <laughs> she's like seeing this dude. I think I've talked about it on here before. Who is like a lump mm-hmm. that hasn't had a job for a long time. He lives three hours away. He's got an autistic son. And no one liked him. I met him at Christmas. It was like, this guy? He's just kind of an asshole. And then she called me today. She's like, guess who I started seeing? I was like, aren't you seeing this guy? I don't understand. And she started talking to the cousin of her first husband. And they're best friends. They live next door to each other. Uh, and the only thing, though, weirdly is, enough... <laughs> is this Bella's father? No, not Bella's father. Her first husband. Florida! That's Florida, baby! <laughs> My sister's all Florida. <laughs> and so her first husband lives like 20 minutes away from her. My mom really weirdly loved her first husband, but he was also a lump. Mm. Huge. He had a crazy anger problem, was addicted to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So like Weird. everything was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you like walked in front of the television during the game, like he would like throw shit at you, like that kind of thing. 
and his cousin is his best friend, was the best man at their wedding. And the only thing I remember about this dude, because I was like 12 the last time I saw him, all I can remember was that he was charming. (laughs) That's it. And I just remember he was like a better looking, more driven version of her ex-husband. Yeah. And they started seeing each other again, and they went on this like crazy date. They've seen each other in between since. It's been about... 15 years since my sister got the divorce mm-hmm. and like she was always weirdly attracted to him like they always had this like crazy like fire between them and, th- and then like he showed up when Bella was one at her ha- at our house when she was living with my mom brought my mom flowers like my mom knows him mm-hmm. and always liked him and then they just had this like date last week and he didn't do anything with her they went to see they went to dinner they went home. They were watching a movie, and he's like, "Okay." He's like, "He's like, this is really." They were like snoodling on the couch, and then he, he was like, "This is awesome. I'll see you later." And like hugged her and left. And she called me. She's like, "So what the fuck is that?" <laughs> I don't fucking understand. I was like, "I think he's being a gentleman. I think he's not fucking you the first chance he can get." Yeah, I think that's like I think that's a lo- good thing. I think he likes you. Yeah, and it's she just like couldn't comprehend. She's like, "I'm seeing him on Friday. Like, what do I do? I, I, does he is he not attracted to me? I, I don't understand." I'm like, "He's obviously attracted to you. You guys have verbally." Uh-huh. said these things to each other over all the years but like he was getting divorced you know it's like all these things and now he's 37 has a bunch of money same age as she is and like is he doesn't have any kids or anything and now he's just trying to court you yeah and she just doesn't understand she's like why do i do? she's like i don't deserve a sit she's like i just want to fucking fuck the shit out of him i was like i understand <laughs> I am indeed your sister in that way. I get it. <laughs> but it's, like, really great. I'm yeah. actually really happy for that's her. That's fucking awesome. To see it a dude that's not just, like, I mean, she's like, oh, God, I've thought for years. She's like, I just want to kiss him. I just want to, like, she's like, I can't handle it. <laughs> she's like, I had to bring out my vibrator again. I was like, all right, all right, all right, Okay. All right. But it's like, how great is that? That's I mean, trashy. Awesome. Very trashy. Very trashy, but still be happy for. It would be kind of fun, though, if they got married and then her ex-husband was the best man. That (laughs) would make my day. It would be pretty great. I'd love that. I'd come to that wedding just to see that. Oh, I'll bring you to the wedding. Yeah. I'm bringing everybody to the wedding. (laughs) I'm not fucking doing that shit by myself. (laughs) I guarantee you that. Well, let's get to our question for today. Awesome. Yeah, this one comes from Germany. Ah! Germany. <laughs> well, I pray tell, is it the Chinese in Germany? Yes. I think it's kind of great. <laughs> I never knew those existed. Uh, they're everywhere. I know. <laughs> in the sewers, in the air vents, always watching. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> all right. It says, first of all, thanks for producing such great podcasts. Get You're welcome. Here. This is Sue, by the way. So I think this is a woman. Thanks, Sue. Yes, thank you, Sue. When I started to listen to podcasts at all, I stumbled upon Sex and Other Human Activities as my second one. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And by the way, I, I do love, I think English is like, this is Sue's third language. That's crazy. It's great. It, everywhere else is so much smarter than here. So <laughs> much smarter. <laughs> oh. It says, thanks to uh, CCR, also a big roundtable fan. 
Fuck yeah. It says, thanks to CCR, I learned a couple of new swear words that were never a subject <laughs> in my English language lessons at school, and I got to know a lot of great comedians since I wasn't that interested in American comedy. Do you and Jackie have any favorite comedians? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, all time, you know, Bill Hicks. George Carlin. Pat Oswalt. So good. Oh, George Man, Carlin. And Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Goes without saying. Like, Louis C.K. I got I to see George sp- Carlin live. I did too. Yeah, I saw him in Vegas. It That's was sweet. awesome. Yeah. I saw him in New York. We were way too young. Yeah. To see George Carlin. But my dad um, and my mom, which is something like I think about every once in a while, they used to like follow like Don Rickles and George Carlin. Don Rickles is another great one. Yeah. And that like that was the only thing they ever did together was That's- to go see comedy shows. That's amazing. Which is weird because we weren't allowed to watch Comedy Central growing up. So I don't really <laughs> understand that. But I would say Louis C.K. is not on that list, and of this generation, he is unbelievable. Yep, he's the best. I mean, it just goes without saying. Especially, I love watching the TV show because I love when people watch it and like, oh, I don't know, it's sad. It's like, yeah, but that's what a comedian's life is. Yeah, it's, it's a sad. it is a horribly depressing. And the reason life. why we try and make people laugh is because <laughs> we would are... have killed ourselves a long time ago. Yes, we would have. <laughs> mm. And there's more to the question, though, right? Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I just got a little sad about myself. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I Every also day. <laughs> have to admit that I'm really into good voices. Therefore, I adore the, adore the voice from Ben and Jackie. Get out. After watching a couple of YouTube videos, I also thought that she's quite attractive. Get out of here. Very feminine. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Cute, and I do like the dirty way she laughs. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Do I have a cr- little crush on her? Yep. I accept. <laughs> Even though I'm half Chinese, I'm a half Chinese <laughs> who lives in Germany, which seems to be the two nationalities she's mostly making fun of. It's kind of fun, though. Yeah. Opposites attract. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you imagine I just end up with <laughs> dating a half Chinese person from Germany. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. I know I said all those things. But you know, honestly, that I'm willing to take whatever into my body. <laughs> I mean, I know I did pinch. Chink, pitch Chinkin, seriously. Oh, man. Chinkin would be a great movie. I don't know if you guys <laughs> listen to page seven, but Henry came up with the idea of changing Lincoln into Chinkin and having it be played by all Chinese actors or all the same actors with just us doing Chinese oh! subtitles. <laughs> oh, Chinkin, you'll sign him, man, man. Oh, no, Shrevery. I shouldn't do that on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we usually keep it for this show free from that, but that was worth it. Chinkin <laughs> is so funny to me. <laughs> All right. She said, okay, but enough of this fangirl thing. I recently started to think about my parents and what I would do if they're too old to take care of themselves, like moving to the same city again or something like that. I don't necessarily need advice, but I'm just curious what you think about the topic. Well, I was just saying this uh, like over Christmas when my mom was saying that, you know, we can just leave, you know, we can go home and then we leave all the problems behind. Mm. So my mom is currently dealing with her mother that is a beast and she had to be moved finally into a completely assisted living facility because she wasn't eating and she wasn't taking care of herself. And now they at the facility, they force her to take care of herself. Yeah. And 
it was just like a month of her being like, this is your fault. Your your father would have taken care of me. You fucking did this to me. Yeah. And then my mom is like backlashing at us because of it. Yeah. And my sister, who lives a block away from my mother, was supposed to move to Arizona this year. And she decided against it because she wanted to be close to my mom when my mom starts having troubles. Oh, shit. And, like, that's why she decided not to move. So that someone would be there. She's like, because no one else will, I'll take care of her. Yeah. And unfortunately, in sibling relationships, if you have siblings, you have to choose one. Yeah. There's one that has to be the benefactor. There's one that has to do that because... Unless you fucking hate your parents and you fucking put them in a facility, you never have to think about them ever again. Mm. Other than that, you, you love them and you want to take care of them. And I would say if my sister wasn't there, I would be the one to move to Florida. Yeah. I would move to Florida and I would take care of her. And unfortunately, you have to. They're your parents. They yeah. did everything for you. It's just something you have to do. There's just kind of no question about it. And that's actually why my mom doesn't talk to her brothers anymore was because they wanted nothing to do with her anymore, with my grandmother anymore, ah. because she's such a terrible person. And my mom was like, I guess I'll take care of her then. And they just left her in the fucking dust. Yeah. And they just didn't care about it at all. And it's like, you don't want, like, my siblings and I, we've already discussed this. This is a, like, we're hitting the age when you have to talk about that stuff. Yeah. Even if you don't want to talk about that stuff. And... My sister is the one that is going to take care of them. And that's just how it has to be. And it's not saying that we won't help out and do things for them. But and if you don't have siblings, it's just a part of life. Yeah. You either send money. I think that also if you can't physically move to the place where they are, you know, due to everything in your life where you live, mm -hmm. then you send money to make sure you go down there, you move them into a nice place because they're all encompassing. Yeah. Like even the place that like my grandmother was living in, it's like they take care of them. You just have to make sure it's paid for. Yeah, exactly. And weirdly enough, in like with all of the Social Security benefits being cut and all of those things in the later years that we have to start saving now for that kind of thing. It is terrifying. It's terrifying because you think about we're starting to think about kids and we're hitting that age of our life. But we also have to think about our parents. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how old your parents are. My my mom is like 63 and my dad's almost 70. Oh, shit. No, my parents are younger than that. Right. Yeah. So then like so but most people don't have this yet. Neither one of my parents are even 60 yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, most people don't have this in this age of their life. But my parents happen to be older, so it's something that I'm already thinking about. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And I, I'd, I mean, I've got two older brothers, and they both live in – they both live in uh, Texas. And they both live – I mean, one brother lives an hour away from my parents, and the other brother lives about an hour and a half away. And they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere, you know? So it's not really something – I'm not saying in life. I mean, like, from Texas. Like, no. they would be the ones that would take care of them. They would be the – yeah, they would be the ones to take care of them, just like my – uh, you know, dad was the one to take care of my uh, my grandfather, you know, in, his, in the later years of his life. You know, his his sister lives in L.A., uh, but, you know, dad was there, so dad took care of him. And but my mom and my dad took care of him both. And also my mom's parents live uh, – I mean, really, my parents are the ones that are dealing with that more than anything right now. They didn't really have to deal with that, honestly, until they were in their 50s. That's great. You know, like 40, like late 40s. 
early 50s did they ever really even did it even become a possibility that my grandparents might not be able to take care of themselves or take care of like each other right you know like my grandma had health problems for the last 20 years of her life and of course they had to be there for that but you know also like you know my grandfather's able to take care take care most of the burden of uh, having to take her her health problems. Uh, so my parents only recently, I think within the last like five years, did, you know, five to 10 years, did my grandfather get start getting where he couldn't take care of himself as well. But even then, up until he died, he didn't have to, he wasn't, it wasn't a hand and foot type thing. Right. Or anything like that. I mean, sure, they checked on him like a, a few times a day and all that, but they weren't doing everything for him. Right. Uh, it just depends and- on what kind of, situation you find yourself in yeah and you know and he didn't take care of himself you know he was a pack and a half a day smoker and uh you know drank about you know had scot drank scotch every single night and had red meat for every meal like steaks for every single meal uh or sausage or something like that uh so but he still made it to his early 70s that's great. Fucking and you know, and that's the thing. You know what they played? Uh, the song they played at his funeral. What? My way. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, he, was yeah. a, he was a huge Sinatra. That's fan. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So the, and yeah, he fucking did it his way. Hell uh, yeah. And um, but uh, so I I think about that sometimes. It's like if I would have to be the one to. It's like if something happened because I worry about I worry about my parents. In that I worry about how one would get along without the other one. That's where I worry because, like, also my parents are not like my grandparents where it's like my grandfather took care of my grandmother and then when he died, she was like an infant. Like, she doesn't know how to drive. Like, she doesn't Mm. know anything about finances. She knew nothing. And so that's why my mom takes care of her. But my parents, my mom has made it very clear. She's like, I don't want you ever fucking giving up your life for me. Yeah. She's like, if I'm ever unable to take care of myself, kill me. (laughs) <laughs> I want to be dead. Like, she's openly said this. She's like, if I'm ever not able to take care of myself, I want you to kill me. Yeah. Because I never want to rely on you guys and burden you with what I've had to be burdened with. Noble. Terrifying. <laughs> also terrifying because you know I'm going to be have to be the one that has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fucking do that. Yeah, Henry's not going to do it. No, of course not. Neither is my sister. I'm going to be that <laughs> one. I'm the rational one. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Uh, it is absolutely terrifying, and now uh, and, and you know and I know that my uh, I'm I'm just worried because my parents are they're fucking lovebirds, you know. Yeah. Like they, I don't know what one would do without the other at all. That's how my parents are now too. It's like in the past yeah. ten years, it's ridiculous. Like, and my mom has always said she's like she's like I guarantee if I ever go before your father, he'll die within a month of me being gone. Yeah. And it's, and it's true. Yeah. And my dad's like a fucking horse. You know, it's like, it's crazy. But like, he, I, it's, I really do feel like they could, like, people can die of heartbreak or yeah. loss. I think that you really they can. can. And when they're old, like, my dad wouldn't be able to live. He wouldn't be able to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Not even for us. Like, he just, he lives for her. Yeah. He loves her so much. Um, I mean, I know both of my parents would end up being able to, to go. They, I know they would, either one of them would be able to go on. Yeah. Uh, for like, cause they love like, you know, they got, you know, grandchildren and, right. you know, and, you know, I think they would, you know, definitely focus. Oh no, if them. I popped out a few, my dad would fucking hold on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Cause they've got three grandchildren. Oh yeah. Uh, no, they got, 
They got things to work on. Yeah, they got shit to do. But, like, my dad doesn't have any grandkids. Like, my sister isn't his. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, t- I mean, he loves Bella. Like, he, you know, he is, she is her, his grandchild. But, yeah. It, but, like, it's different than if Henry and Ira had kids. Exactly. Yeah. I really want to see a picture of your father. Oh, man. There are very few. <laughs> <laughs> there are very few to be found. Because I've met your mom. But I want to I want to see a picture of your dad because I don't see him coming up here anytime soon. Uh, well, actually, I am trying to get them to come up here. Really? My Christmas present to my dad because you can't really buy him any presents. He doesn't want anything. Is I was like, I want a weekend. He won't fly, so he said, I will pay for the gas and I'll put you guys up in a hotel room if you guys would come up for a weekend over like during a murder of his show, mm. and we bill it as like the Zabrowski family is in town. <laughs> And I want the two of them because like, I want my father to see Murderfist before he dies. Yeah. He's never seen Murderfist. He knows nothing of what we do. Oh. He knows nothing about it. But like He's never he's, seen any of the videos or anything? No. He does not use a computer. He doesn't <laughs> care. <laughs> he, I just I've gotta get him up here. I want everyone to meet him because he is a card. Yeah. I can imagine so. <laughs> I could absolutely imagine so. The elder Zabrowski. Oh man. He'll probably only wear wife beaters and um <laughs> stretchy shorts. Ah, that's exactly what I pictured. <laughs> Huge stomach, tiniest legs I've ever fucking seen, of tiny little arms. I He's, used to imagine him like an old Henry. Yeah. But much thinner. Thinner. Yeah. Woo. Just a huge stomach. Oh. Uh, it looks okay. like one of those Ethiopian babies. Like a gnome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now I get- Don't ever call him a gnome. <laughs> 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 he won't enjoy that. I make a point to never insult uh, NYPD, former <laughs> or current. Like, they got a bit of a temper on them. Oh, yeah. Th- that's another thing. I was wanted to say that before is that I've seen my dad mad once. Yeah. And I think and it's because of like, without the alcohol. <laughs> someone called him a gnome. <laughs> No, it was um, it was when Doug broke in to my apartment after we had broken up to try and make up to me, ah. and I told him, you know, I flipped out. I was like, you can't, because we had lived there, so he still had a key. Mm-hmm. So he came in, and when he found out about that, he was like, "I'll fly there. <laughs> I'll fucking kill him. You want me to fucking kill him? I'll fucking kill him." I was like, Dad, no. I like still love him. We're just having a break. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I guess uh, the the final uh, the final word on that is like, yeah, you might have to. So prepare for it. I think as long as you, it's something that you, we just need to prepare for. Yeah. And now that like government funding is cut for older people, this is our job. Uh, you know, you just, like it depends on how old your parents are, but you just need to start planning for it. Mm. It's like a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary though. Oh, and they had another completely different question. <laughs> In the Germany comedy scene, there's a dis- distinction between ca- comedy with topics about yourself and your environment and cabaret, which mostly concentrates on politics. Is there such a distinction in America, or is it just a German disease to label everything? <laughs> both? I think a little bit of both. Yeah, we call it <laughs> political comedy and ignore it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and talk about yourself for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I love about the German language so much. I remember reading... Um, I had a, used to have a German boss when I was a nanny, mm. and I was reading. Um, I think it's called The Reader. Was that Kate Winslet movie? The I think it is The Reader. The yeah. Reader, and she said I read that in German, and that like because like there's all about the guilt that 
she feels because she can't read. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what the whole book is about. You know, she's a Nazi and she can't read. It's all this fucking... Blah, 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 blah. I'm so sad. <laughs> but there's a word for the guilt someone has about not being able to do something that, like, it's just not... It's not able to be translated into English. Yeah. And, like, there's... She was going through all these different words and I think it's so awesome. Yeah. The German language just like deciphers between different things and like they're like yeah no it's a word yeah <laughs> it's a whole different fucking thing that feeling is a word you know it's all fucking same here john stewart it's all political comedy yeah john stewart but john stewart's fucking great like yeah, with poli- it's political comedians that get to me yeah like janine garofalo lately have Ugh. you seen her lately shit's all like wow ah, liberal i'm a woman and it's like that stuff <laughs> Can be funny, but for the most part, it's not funny. For the most part, most political comedians are extremely annoying, sanctimonious, and do much more harm to their cause than good. Go it's, write an article. It's <laughs> you know, most most political comedy, especially liberal political comedy, is just a bunch of people going. Yes, I concur. More claps mm. than more, m- many more claps than laughs. Right. And it's just, what are you doing? It's like, just if you're gonna do that, don't call yourself a comedian. Call yourself a public speaker. Yes. I am a public speaker. Or a cabaret artiste. <laughs> right, well, that's a good place to end right Hell yeah. There. Thanks so much, Sue, for writing in. And please write in mm-hmm. other questions about anything at cavecomedyradio Cave at gmail.com. <laughs> I finally memorized the email address. Oh, how long did that take you? Don't you fuck a word about it, Marcus. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Goodbye.